Hello everyone, it's your real estate guys, Matt Reitzel. And Curtis Reitzel with the Wealth Building with the Purpose show. The place where we talk about everything real estate. With a special focus on wealth building. Let's ride. Hello everyone, it's Matt Reitzel with the Wealth Building with a Purpose show. And uh, on today's episode, wanted to talk to you guys about um, more about it because we've been talking about it a lot with um, duplexing bungalows in Kitchener. So what I wanted to do today is actually just outline quickly sort of what um, my mental process is along with a lot of the um, investors that we work with who really specialize in this on how to um, find these opportunities quickly and as efficiently as possible. Um, kind of from start to finish, um, just on, you know, when you see a bungalow listing pop up or somebody is, you know, talking to you um, about a private, you know, opportunity, you know, how can you determine as quickly as possible um, whether that property is going to be a good, um, you know, like a a viable option for you if you want to actually, you know, go spend your time and actually look at the property and look into it. So, Basically, when I see a uh, bungalow pop up for sale on on MLS, because we have you know various um, searches set up for different clients, um, one of the first things that we're looking for is obviously that it's in Kitchener, um, because a lot of the like the the bylaws just allow for it in um, in Kitchener a lot more easily than in Waterloo with the rental license over there. Anyway, so um, in Kitchener, it's a bungalow, and then. First thing I'll look at is what's the square footage, because oftentimes when I mean, I'll tell you the rule of thumb. I mean, if it's if it's twelve hundred square feet or more, that's usually when you're in a decent square footage range where you're going to be able to have enough space in the basement to put a unit in there. If it's like eleven hundred or a thousand or nine hundred square feet, it becomes challenging to get a nice a nice size unit in the basement with ideally two or more bedrooms that becomes incredibly challenging so once you get into the 1200 square foot range um, that two beds um, becomes quite easy typically so that's a nice number to look off um, to look at right off the hop um, and then the next thing I would do is just check with the uh, the zoning make sure that that area does allow for it because the last thing you want to do is spend um, more time looking into it if the zoning doesn't allow in that area. Um, depending on the area of Kitchener, it might not be allowed. Um, and then also uh, making sure that it has some sort of separate side entrance would be another really good thing to look at. Um, so oftentimes you can just look through the photos and see um, whether it's an external picture or maybe a picture on the inside where you can see a side entrance or maybe it mentions it in the write-up. Um, not that a side entrance is entirely necessary. You can always create one, which a lot of folks do. However, a lot of these bungalows in Kitchener are built in such a way that there's a front door and then there's a, a side door on the property that just usually heads straight down a set of stairs. So that just makes the conversion process that much easier. So now with those things handled, then I'm looking at the pictures. I'm seeing the condition of the property. Um, is the basement finished or not? Does it already have um, an in-law setup? Is it a walkout basement? A walkout basement is usually a great sign that um, there's going to be a, 
a lot of natural light. And then the walkout obviously creates another exit um, for the tenants. So, you know, you're not going to be um, looking into egress windows and things like that, um, which is something I'll touch on in a bit. So then, yeah, looking at the pictures just to get an, an, a feel for the property and kind of if you can tell through the pictures, you know, how the layout of the basement might go. Sometimes it's a challenge to do. Um, however, this usually if it passes all those tests. So I'm, I'm all right. It's in Kitchener. It's twelve hundred plus square feet. Um, again, that's sort of just a rule of thumb. And does it have a side entrance? Perfect. Um, looking at the pictures, do I believe is the driveway already double wide? That's a nice um, feature to have. Oftentimes, you know, widening the driveway isn't really an issue as long as you're within the guidelines um, for how much of the frontage you're taking up with driveway space. Now, you meet all those requirements, then you're looking at the pictures and you think, okay, you know, based on the amount of capital you're working with, the amount of work seems seems reasonable, then the next step would be to actually go out and look at the property. And now when I'm looking at the property, um, one of the main things that you're going to want to check off right away is the ceiling height in the basement, because sometimes, you know, if the ceiling height isn't enough, um, it's that that can be a huge deal breaker, because if it's um, some basements, you would need to have an extra six inches or a foot on ceiling height. And how are you doing that? Are you lifting the house up? Are you digging out from the floor? Um, so that's that sometimes can get in the way, uh, making sure you have your proper ceiling heights for the unit. And again, I'm um, just to let you know on the a lot of these measurements for ceiling height and whatnot um, and for um, window sizes and things like that are all outlined on the um, if you search um, city of Kitchener uh, duplex guide. Um, there's a like a five, four or five page PDF that has all the actual details in there that you can check out. So then making sure you have your ceiling height. Okay, perfect. Then sort of visualizing in the basement. Um, I mean, then I would go upstairs and have a look around, see where the kitchen is, see where the bathroom is, um, it, you know, how are the finishes, kind of get an idea roughly, you know, would this unit be rentable just as it is upstairs or um would we need to do some work on it? And then also keeping in mind where the laundry could go because each unit is going to need its own um, laundry facility hookups. Not that you need to provide an actual washer and a dryer. However, you do need to have the hookups in each unit or access to it in each unit. So whether that's you have a shared space um, that has a locked door to each unit and a shared laundry room with coin laundry or just a normal laundry machine, or each unit needs to have its own hookups and a space to put it. So just, you know, often times it's easiest if you can uh, manage to have the laundry stacked on top of each other, like the laundry in the basement is underneath the laundry upstairs. Um, that is that is oftentimes quite handy. And then also keeping that in mind with the kitchens and the bathrooms, because, you know, running plumbing everywhere, um, is definitely possible. However, if you can put a kitchen right underneath a pre-existing kitchen, um, a lot of those, um, like your water and your drains and stuff, you're just going to be able to tap straight into so that that makes work a heck of a lot easier um, when it comes to getting everything hooked up. And then it's a matter of, you know, checking out your layout in the basement, 
Um, how am I going to fit two bedrooms or even if you can fit three, that would be great. Where's the living space going? Again, yeah, where's the kitchen? Where's the bathroom? Um, how big are the windows is something that you're going to need to look at. So now with with um, duplexing, obviously you need to have, there's a certain requirement for window sizes. Um, now the window size requirement is actually just for um, natural light because if so long as each unit has its own separate entrance that can't be blocked by the other person, then technically that's the only, um, you like, you, you need one exit unless there's a shared hallway um, or corridor, then in that case, you need a separate egress window, which is a, a very large window. Um, oftentimes, when you're uh, looking at these bungalows, they sometimes they have a window. You see these little baby windows that are like six inches. Um, you're going to need to make those bigger anyways, so why not go kind of above and beyond and put in very large windows? What we find with basement units is the more natural light that you can pump in there, um, it kind of correlates directly with how much rent that you can get. People, um, when you go in there and there's tons of natural light um, and windows, and if it can feel less like a basement, you know, you can get more rent and you can attract that better quality of tenant. Um, so keeping in mind with the window sizes, again, these the actual percentage of room size that the window needs to be is all outlined in the uh, in that PDF that I was talking about. Um, but just, yeah, like looking at the windows, kind of getting a rough idea, like, do I need to do all these windows or have they already been done? Um, some properties, people have started the process of renovating the basement. Sometimes it's just totally unfinished. So depending on where it's at, um, you know, where's, where's the laundry in the basement? There's, um, you know, when it, like with the ceiling heights too, you need to keep in mind that if the basements, if the ceilings aren't finished, you're going to have to finish it off with some drywall, um, sometimes running um, more ductwork, depending on how the basement's all hooked up. So just keeping that in mind for the install of those items, are you still going to have that headspace to make sure you're uh, fitting within those requirements? And then, I mean, beyond that, there's, there's some minimum sizes for uh, what particular rooms need to be. And then, like I said, the natural light requirements. Um, you know, you can go that extra step and separately meter things um, in regards to the utilities so that each unit has its own separate meter. I really do think that that's worth it because um, having separate utilities for each tenant means that you're not responsible for paying for the utilities anymore because how, I mean, if it's one set of bills to the whole house, um, oftentimes the landlord's going to be stuck with those bills because how do you divvy it up between your, uh, your tenants, right? So if you can get separate utilities, um, that's nice for electricity or for gas. Um, that's always a nice feature because then you can, you know, um, say rent is plus utilities and then the tenants can, you know, use however much of that, um, those items that they want and it's under their name. So that's another, uh, Another sort of just recommendation I would have when it comes to actually doing these um, these renovations. And really then, uh, other than that, it's just sort of following the, uh, the, the finer details, like I said, in this, um, in, within this PDF, just in regards to, like I said, like the window sizes and the room sizes and getting your drawings done um, by, by the right people. Um, 
and making sure that you're touching in with the city when you're doing these renovations um, just to make sure that they're you know, on board with it. The last thing you want to do is do all these renovations and then say, hey, city Kitchener, come check me out now. I'm ready to be a duplex. And they're like, nah, you know, this <laughs> you, this technically can't be a duplex for whatever reason. Um, never had that happen in the past because everybody just, just communicated with the city what you're doing. Um, that you're not doing anything wrong. So yeah, I would say, again, just to sort of outline it, um, if a bungalow pops up, um, you know, that, uh, you know, into slides across my desk, I'm looking at the square footage first, you know, is this going to work? If it's a 900 square foot bungalow, I'm probably not going to look at it at all. Now it's, you know, 1500 square feet. Perfect. That's, that's the sizable square footage. Make sure the zoning works for as a duplex. And then are, you know, do we have a side entrance on it? Okay. Let's go actually look at the property. Then I'm checking ceiling heights, um, checking all the windows. Do they need to be done? Uh, where's the kitchen going? Can I put it underneath the upstairs kitchen? Same with the bathrooms. Let's make that as easy as possible. Then generally sort of what's my layout with bedrooms and, and living space and everything. And then, um, I mean, if it meets all those requirements, then let's, um, let's get some contractors in and get some quotes. Um, you know, sometimes you just, you can tell by the pictures that it's going to work. And if it meets those basic uh, requirements that I was talking about at the beginning, maybe you just bring your contractor with you, um, depending on how more like where you are on your experience level and your uh, your track record. If this is something that you've been working on for a while, sometimes it's nice if you just have a contractor in your back pocket just to bring them out with you um, and look at the uh, at the property and they could start quoting stuff out um, as long as everything else makes sense. Or if you're handy yourself, then you just get to know all these requirements for yourself. And it's really not that much to to wrap your head around. Like I said, it's a four page PDF. Um, so there's not that much uh, that you really need to meet. So that's sort of my uh, how to qual qualify a duplex or a bungalow to become a duplex in a nutshell. And, uh, you know, as, as quickly as possible um, in the most streamlined fashion. So if you have any uh, any questions about it, please feel free to reach out. I'm always happy to chat and uh, hope you have a great day. Thanks.